Proper Villains Game. Gaming's for everyone. It's not just for me or for you or the people that can afford it. Gaming has been around forever and will be. Gaming is what I'm about. Gaming should be about everyone. It should be about a community of people getting together and accomplishing something they couldn't do in their normal lives. That's what I believe in. That's what this show's about. Welcome to Proper Villains Gaming. Good morning, Proper Villains. What is going on? Uh, welcome back to the one-take show known as Proper Villains Gaming. Uh, which is not all about gaming, but you know, it's mostly about gaming. So, and me. Lots about me. Um, again, no co-host. I had one, some stuff came up. It's all good. He knows I love him, so maybe next time. But in the meantime, let's talk about some stuff I'm excited about. One, I just found out about this game uh, through uh, my best friend uh, called MechWarrior Online. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what MechWarrior is, um, I just want to jump right into this. I'm going to leave a link to the to the website. But it's in it's, it's sign-ups for beta right now, but I am super excited to get into this. Um, it, it pretty much, uh, from the old school days, I don't know if anybody played MechWarrior, but you're in this giant robot, and you command it from a cockpit, and you walk around. It's based on the old game called Battletech, which also I'm a huge fan of. Um, and uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I used to be a huge, huge tabletop gaming nerd, and I love miniature games. So Battletech was really my first introduction into that. But anyways, so what it is is um, you pilot your mech, and you go around doing these things, but the interesting thing about uh, the new Mech Warrior is it's strategic and it's first person. So you actually, from what I have seen, you command your mech around the battlefield, you get in, you do your thing, and you pilot like you're in a cockpit. But the really interesting thing is everyone's role is very important to the success of your missions, say in PvP areas, which I imagine will be a lot since that's what Battletech mostly is. Um, also, sorry about Squeaky Chair. I know it's so so squeaky, but um, this is the only chair I have, and I'm a fat guy, so chairs that'll hold you are always good. Uh, so yeah, so battle um, or battle mech mech warrior online. Uh, I don't know when the release date is, but I'm gonna link it. Very excited, you guys should check that out. Uh, so all right, so Star Wars, doing Star Wars. Uh, my buddy just bought it. They had a free trial this past weekend. They have one coming up this weekend if you're interested in playing. I personally am on the the uh, Crate Dragon server. Um, I run uh, our guild Reborn Destiny there, and actually that's what I want to talk, do about the show um, is talk about something. Now, Reborn, the, the Star Wars branch of Reborn Destiny is um, is an offshoot of the Rift Reborn. Destiny, we're all one big community. Um, and it brought up an interesting factor of something that I, I don't think a lot about, but it does come up, and I don't want to go ahead and pose it to you, you know, out there in, in fun land, and uh, maybe maybe get some emails back and see how you guys feel about them. Um, so, this is where I am. Uh, I don't know how often you bring real-life friends to a game, and then they don't seem to mesh with the people you game with. And then you're conflicted because you really like the people you game with, and you really like your real-life friends, obviously, because, you know, they're people you actually know and you ask them to come. But when they don't mesh, what do you do? And, and what kind of positions that put you in? Um, now, now, currently... Uh, I, I have a real-life friend who doesn't like someone in our guild, but that's not actually who we're talking about. Um, I, because that's pretty much, I have one friend that doesn't like another friend, how do you deal with that? And pretty much you just, you just don't take sides, you just make sure they leave you out of it. But what, what became interesting was, when you apply it to, um, loved ones, or, 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 or not loved ones, uh, how about, uh, 
the sanctuary of I go to this game to escape reality. But what if that sanctuary is breached by, say, a relationship, which happens a lot in gaming? Um, so what do you do about that? Where, you know, you no longer have the sanctity. You, you start having some emotional conflict. How do you deal with that? Because and and you know, we could take this as far as stalkers. I've had. I, I know this sounds crazy. I've had a stalker, and uh, and it, I was oblivious to it. I think I talked about this once before on uh, Riff Runners, but um, I was oblivious to the fact that she was into me, and I wasn't into her, and I just thought we were friends, and it started getting weird, and then my wife started getting involved, and then uh, my friend Karis, who you guys know from the other show, started getting involved, and all of a sudden, it started getting to a weird place where she hated everyone but me, and then she started making some like comments, and then something weird happened. She made a threat. She made a threat because it wasn't I don't know. I wasn't. What's a good word? Requiting, unrequited love. So I wasn't. I wasn't sharing her emotional depth. What do you do? Because video games is where I go to escape. I mean, given I don't have a very hectic life, I need to escape from. But the truth is, my reality kind of sucks in in the fact that when I'm alone, I'm I'm kind of you know hampered, and there's not much I can do, and I, I get bored and lonely. So I go to video games to get away. But I got trapped. Oh, man, I'm swallowing a lot. Oh, goodness. Sorry about that. So I got trapped in this place where I can't go and escape into my video game, and I can't play here, and there's nothing I can do at home. What do I do? How do you deal with that? How do you deal with exes that pursue you in-game? How do you deal with people that you don't want to have a relationship with in-game? And people, I mean... I would imagine people would say, at this point, that's because you keep them separate. You keep these two facets of your life separate and you won't have that problem. Yeah, that, I mean, yes, if you did that, that's great. But now that you're at this point, how do you deal with that? Don't, 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 don't mind that dog in the background. He's just, he's just moody because I won't feed him. Um, so, how do you deal with that um, placement of, of pressure, you know, stress? How do you, how do you manage that? I'd like to hear from you guys and find out what you think and how you would personally deal with those kinds of... Uh, I don't know, uh, awkward situations that start to, I don't know, affect affect your, your guild or your gaming or, the, or even you just logging into the game. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I can think of there. Uh, I don't, I don't want to give too much of my end on it yet because I'd like to hear from you guys and then maybe go into what I did. So, uh, all right. Sorry about that. Another dog was freaking out. Um, lots of dogs. Lots of dogs. Matter of fact, good news. I'm, I'm very excited. My, my ex-wife, Carrie... Uh, you guys won't know that anything. And my wife Summer got together, and because um, I had wanted a dog for a while, and I'm in, I'm just in love with Carrie's dog. I love my boys. I love going to see my boys. They are the highlight of my life. My daughter is the highlight of my life. My children fulfill me. But man, when I go over there, I love just hanging out with this dog. This dog is amazing. It's a it's a beagle and what I believe to be either a shepherd mix or maybe a Rottweiler mix. I'm not sure, but she's very she's not very big. She's very friendly. Her name's Honey. I love that dog. Well. What happened was, I was in love with this dog so much that they got together and they bought me Honey's brother from another litter. Um, and so today, today, as I'm recording this, he is 12 days old. I am super, super excited. And he is, a, you know what, I'll post a picture of him with the podcast. So I'm super excited because I, I needed a companion dog, my own dog that I could carry around with me. Because even though I have a lot of dogs in the house with me, none of them are mine. They all belong to my in-laws. So, you know, and my pig, I love, I love my pig. Those of you who don't know, I have a pet pig. I have a, a pot-bellied pig that wasn't supposed to get above 45 pounds. Now he's about 120, and he's not fat. He's just he's just that big. But he's very friendly. It's just, uh, you know, it's not... He's so big and... Um, what's a good word? Uh, uh, I don't know what a good word to use here is. I would say he's so big and... 
unmanageable. Like, he he just, he's smart, he likes, he's strong enough to move things, he likes to get into things. As a matter of fact, I'm, to this day, I'm shocked he remains in the backyard, that he doesn't let himself out regularly. He's gotten out a couple times, but never, you know, through anything uh, sinister on his own part, just he happened to get lucky, something got left undone, or something was messed up on the fence, and he exploited it and got out. Well, that... You know, as it is, you know, being a whole, I can't really take him places because a, uh, I don't know if you know this about pigs, they have a they have a scent gland that causes their them to smell horrible, and b, he though he's very friendly and and very sweet, he's very large and has trouble moving, you know, up and down stairs or inclines and stuff, and he's afraid of people he doesn't know, so that you know, as a whole, makes it almost impossible to take him anywhere, do anything with him. Well, the dog, a lot of senses, I can't go to the grocery store with the dog, of course, you know, I can't go to the restaurant with the dog, but I can't take the pig to my my kid's house and be like, hey, we're here to pick you up, because I can't even get the pig in the car, and if you do, then he fills the car and the car, wherever he is in the car, that area now is covered in his musk and, and has to be clean, because it's just horrific, horrific smell. So, um, the dog doesn't have that problem, and, and I... Don't get me wrong, I love the pig, but I needed a more manageable, easier kind of companion animal. So I'm very excited, very excited. His name is Butters, I will post his picture, and everybody can enjoy how adorable he is. Um, Alright, so gaming, gaming news. Uh, well, let's not do gaming, let's do uh, something else I'm doing. Something I like to do, aside from listening to podcasts when I game, which is what I hope you guys do, um, I like to listen to books on tape, occasionally. And my wife, who, God love her, you know, I'm going to move this microphone. All right, let's try it like that. Sorry about that. <laughs> I need you to move the mic. So my wife, God lover, um, suggested at, at her behest. I actually posted this on Facebook. I wrote at my wife's behest. I run the fir- I read the first Hunger Games novel, which is a lie. I this is still the post. Uh, that's all a lie. At my wife's behest, I got the audiobook and listened to the first Hunger Games novel while I played Star Wars, and it's amazing. I feel sorry for anyone who hasn't read it. This book. I had a fear it was going to be, I don't know if you guys remember the 80s film, The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, I, was, I thought it was going to be a combination of Running Man and Twilight, and I was, I was a little afraid to go and, and really invest myself in this novel and be like, well, this is just god-awful. But it turns out it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Um, I was very, very impressed with this book and, and how it played out and what I thought was going to happen compared to what actually did happen in the end. The other side of it was I'm... I don't know what a good way to put this is. I wasn't overly impressed with the the cutoff ending I saw coming. Like, um, the for lack of a better... I don't know what a better way to put this, but um, it, it blatantly says to be continued at the end of the book, which, you know, a lot of books do. But it, it was... I saw it coming so far in advance, I was like, don't do this. Don't cut it off here. Don't, don't cut it. I just want to know what the hell's going on. And just to give me a little bit more before you... Oh, and you cut it off. And that's what they want to do. They want you to have that feeling. You're like, oh, damn it. But I liked it. What what makes it interesting to me is um, my wife was such an advocate of this book, aside from the movie coming out, that my son is also reading it and my brother-in-law is reading it. I am, I am hugely, hugely happy about that because... I don't know a nice way to say it, but my, my kid, I, wa- I want him to read because I want him to have a full life of knowledge and experience and, and really develop his imagination because that is, in my opinion anyways, though I'm not very successful, is the, really the fruit the, 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 of life that you really need to, to 
make things work and make them worthwhile. That is really what you have to have. You have to sustain it through hard work, imagination, creativity, and, and perseverance. And reading really helps you gain a lot of, of those goals. But he doesn't he doesn't read. I, I matter of fact so much so he didn't actually read comic books. He wanted to read um I don't know how many of you are familiar with this uh, manga. They're like these anime comic book things. And if you don't know what they are, they sell them at uh, you know Barnes and Noble. That's still there, right? Barnes and Noble, books, books a million. I don't know. Whatever hasn't closed down as a bookstore yet, they're still there. And what they do is um they're just these th- very thick comic books of you know black and whites most of the time. And he, he liked those. But there were so many comic books I wanted him to share the experience with, especially uh, comic books like uh, Me and My Best Friend Chris are really like Hush. The Hush Batman comics were an amazing, like a just an amazing, I, again, if I can say it a third time, amazing comic book series. And it came up on the Kindle, he wanted to read it, so we, we got it for him and, and, and encouraged him to read it, and he loved it. And then he wanted to read The Hunger Games, and because, you know, my wife was like, you know, we're going to read The Hunger Games, I want to read The Hunger Games, you should read The Hunger Games. He's like, I'd, I'd like to read The Hunger Games. And he started reading them. That's one of those things that, um, and I know I'm getting off a rant, but I'm, I'm getting around to the gaming end of this, that really helps create things because not many people realize that most gaming, most online gaming, aside from first-person shooters, all came from a, a system built for Dungeons & Dragons. Random roles, random random occurrences, encounters, uh, corridors, dungeons, things like that. All of this started there. And then offshoots of it happened because this was the creation of a, of a you know, a, a genre of video games, which came from this guy's love of fantasy novels. And uh, he, uh, and I, I don't know him personally, but I, I don't know, like, was it Degrees of Kevin Smith? I know so, I used to date a girl whose mother and father knew the guy, one of the guys that developed the original Dungeons and & Dragons. And I, I want to say, this is going to sound so dumb, I want to say it was Gary Gygax, but I don't think it was. I, I don't think it was him. But anyways, um, this helped develop his, you know, his love of fantasy games or fantasy novels, and they didn't have a, a really good translation into games. Was what you know spurned him forward to do that, and then that spurned people into I would really like a science fiction version of this, or I'd really like a, a strategy war game version of this, and so forth and so on. Until at some point, people had this whole new system, and then developed video games where you didn't need dice anymore. You had some sort of other random generator based on the dice system. Forward and forward and forward, all of this develops from reading, people's imagination, people's takes on things, and every reinvention of it based on reading. So I'm very excited for the fact that my kid's reading. I, I can't say it enough. Um, and, and, and you know, recreationally, not like I'm making him read. He wants to read. So that makes me feel good. Uh, so, you know, let's move on, man. I guess a lot of us in here, but I'm not professional, so I don't care. So, with... <laughs> What else was I going to talk about? I'm looking at my tablet here. Uh, oh, God, the Mass Effect 3 backlash. Yeah, I... Uh, here's the thing. Okay, I want to start off with... I have not played any of the Mass Effect series. I played the first one a little, and when the second one came out, I don't like to play... First, I don't like EVE Online, because I don't want to spend eight hours a day mining and then attempt to make it through a blockade and deliver my goods and make a little bit... I just... I don't like how that whole game is designed. And it's not nothing about wrong with it. It's just not my forte. Um, Mass Effect 3, kind of, or Mass Effect 2, it kind of had that feel for me, where, hey, let's go mine. If you want the better armor in the game, you're going to have to spend most of your life mining here on these planets. So we did this because, gosh darn it, we're just so successful with the last one. Oh, wait, that wasn't us, that was Eve. 
And a lot of speculation has been brought to the table, you know, this is why I'm going back to gaming here, because uh, I play Star Wars, ball was dropped, uh, I really, really want to get in and talk about this with my guest, Vig, my guest that I'm going to have on next time, um, who was supposed to be here this time, but EA bought Bioware, and they were really interested in making the money and not the quality. And that showed because Mass Effect 3 right now has had the most public backlash of any video game ever released in history. There, are, I, You can go to GameStop right now, and with a purchase of a... Um, some GameStop, not all of them. With a purchase of an Xbox, they'll give you a copy of Mass Effect 3. Not a pre-owned, a brand new copy. You know why? Because they can't move them because people hate this video game. Now, the game itself is excellent. If you don't know this already, and I'm not going to give away the ending and, and tell you guys what the problem is, I'm, there are no spoilers in this whatsoever. The game itself is an excellent, adrenaline-driven, decision-making story filled with, you know, loss and sacrifice and triumph, and it's very good. It's very, very good. The mechanics are all good. Till about, till about the last 5% of the game. When you start feeling like, which is what made the game, decisions that you make throughout Mass Effect, if you don't know, affect how the story plays out. The last 5%, you start getting the feeling like, no matter what I decide, this is going to always be the same. No matter what I pick, it's only going to be you know very small variations of the same theme. Until you get to the end, which then... The outrage happened. This is why people are just so angry. Because they spent three video games playing this storyline, they got to the end, and they kind of feel like they were cheated. It It's an epic novel thing, which is full circle, why I did the whole Hunger Games thing today. Uh, it's an epic thing that happens where, um, and it's happened in, in novels, where a whole series dies because when they go to wrap it up, people hate the way it ends. It's happened. Um, but with Mass Effects, Mass, well, Mass Effect, Mass Effect 3, people were bloodthirsty angry the first day because day one, day one, they had DLC content released with the video game. If I just purchased your video game, it should be in completion, is what most people were upset about. And if you then go forward and release downloadable content, downloadable content on day one, I know you're just trying to squeeze me for more money. Now, my opinion on this is, stands as such. I went through a lot of back and forth with Star Wars because I really love Star Wars. I know EA shoved it out the door, and Bioware really had their hands tied. I, I think Bioware is an excellent company. I really feel like this has a lot to do with EA because of the, the whole Star Wars debacle. This seems very, very similar, where at the last second they pull the guys off to go do something else, and, well, the game doesn't get completed the way it should have. Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there. But... My opinion on downloadable content is this, and, and I want to hear from you guys, see if you feel, because I'm going to wrap the show with this. Um, my, my opinion on downloadable content, if you don't know what downloadable content is, my mother listens to this show, God love my mother, um, is downloadable content is an extra series of stuff at the end of a video game. And it's not an end of a video game, it's stuff you can download in addition to your video game that you already purchased. Now, that, that's a great concept on a level of sometimes you love a video game, and you don't want to see it die. You want it to continue. Downloadable content adds that, you know, look at Skyrim. Skyrim's just modded through the roof now. You can download this stuff from uh, Steam and uh, Skyrim to my mother. Skyrim's another video game, Mom. So, what, um, to, to do that is, you know, you go out, you buy a game, you get to the end, you're like, man, I really love that game. I wish, wish there was more. And somebody's like, well, 
you know, me too. And then they're like, oh, man, they should put out some more stuff. And they write a letter, and they're like, you know, we're going to. We, we, if you guys are by, we'll put out some more stuff. Not, hey, man, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to make half the video game here, and we're going to sell it. And then, on day one, if you want to see the other half, you got to buy our extra stuff through the download content. That is a, for lack of a better term, and I know my mother listens to this show, but I'm just going to be honest, that's, that's the biggest dick move in history. You, you just took their hard-earned money. The economy sucks. Money is important to people right now, and you just ripped them off, and they know it. I don't know how you thought this was going to play out differently, and by fixing the game with downloadable content later on, which is what they're kind of claiming now, makes it kind of feel like you were going to do this all along. And th- this was your whole plan, which is why most people, Amazon right now, is buying back your copy of Mass Effect 3 if you bought it from Amazon. They are honoring their return policy. If, if you had a problem with it, open, unopened, unprecedented in history, returning open video games for a full refund. The Amazon's doing it. If you've gone to that level, I don't know why you would continue to, to run your business model this way. I hope, I would hope, that this is your wake-up call. I'm not going to do it this way ever again. I'm sorry. But let's be realistic. It's all about the money for most people. They're probably going to do this again. I hope not, but, you know, let's let's be realistic. All right, man. We're like 25 minutes in the show. I want to thank you guys for listening. Write the show. Uh, don't remember the damn email again. <laughs> But it'll be in the show notes. Uh, just click on it at the... Uh, uh, I'm going to leave that in. I'm going to leave that in. That's a little blooper at the end for you guys. Um, <laughs> direct the show. It'll be included. You can uh, find the link. I'm going to put it in my, of course, my Facebook, which is probably how most of you are getting here, or on you know word of mouth. I hope you guys pass it around, show it off to other people. That's the only way I really want to grow right now. Uh, I got... Let me speak on that real fast. I got so big once that it kind of screwed me over, and I kind of felt pressured to do things a certain way. This is going to be my show about things I want to do. If you like it, great. If you don't, well, you should probably go somewhere else. If, if you do, I really want to hear from you. If you don't, I want to hear from you about things you think I could change, but I don't want to hear you whine because it's, you know, how much did you pay to listen? It's nothing. Nothing. It's free. It's free. So, you know, bear with me because I had to pay money to put this out there. So, love you guys, but let's be real. I don't have a job, and, you know, this mic was expensive. That's why I play with it. So, <laughs> All right, uh, so Proper Villain Gaming uh, at blog.blogspot.com, and I guess I'll talk to you guys next week, and there's something else, there's something else. Oh, thanks for gaming. It's almost 4 a.m., Monday in my room again, got a crazy vision of a dream escaping from my pen, I'll be swinging going down. Fuck that noise, no way, no how you're listening to this song But I'm working on the next one now If my goals are odd, I take it as a challenge People seem confused by how I hope to use my talents Could he be Weird Al? Could he be Jimmy Fallon? 